Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome back, everybody. Here we go again. Hi. Hey, Lauren. How are you doing today? Doing good. You know, good. Busy as usual. Good. Yeah, well, I guess good, right? I, I mean, mean, yeah. It's better than bored, I guess. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Boring is good sometimes. Boring is good for like a day. And then I feel like this is like I've talked about, you know, some of my husband's coworkers are like retiring and close. And I was like, I feel like when I retire, I'll need something, though. Because like, yeah. And then all the time doing nothing. I would definitely be too bored. So, but I, I, right now I feel like work is too much. So I need, I need a happy medium. It needs to be close to retirement. I am not there yet. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's drink some beer. Let's do it. So we're going to have Dogfish Head, which I'm surprised we've never gotten around to because they are pretty popular. Um, and we're going to drink their beer, which they are located in Milton, Delaware. Yeah. So we're back on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. We've kind of jetted back and forth there now and then. Yeah, we have. So. Now we're heading up uh, northeast. I was going to say, this is up north a bit, though. Yeah, I don't know if we've been this far north, but... Okay, what are we drinking first? We're going to drink... What are we drinking first? Their 60-Minute IPA. So this is actually one of their... Uh, best-selling lines. They have a 60-minute, a 90-minute, a 120-minute, and then a specialty 75-minute. Um, but it denotes the length of the boil with which the hops are continually added. So the longer the hops are boiled, the more bitter they are. This okay. is their least bitter of this kind of line. So cool. we're going to give it I a shot. I think I've had this before, but I know I've had the 90-minute. I have had... Ooh, head. Lots Whoa. of head. Um, I have had a variety of these... Um, I worked uh, on a client for a short while that was up in New Hampshire, um, okay. and we definitely drank some of these when we were out there, but that was probably literally like 15 years ago. So oh, sure. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've been up to that area. <laughs> yeah. But a little while. Yeah. So. Pre-children. Yeah. Pre-children. Definitely. Pre-marriage, actually. Yeah. Me too. Pre-everything. Well, it smells like an IPA. Super heady from my pour. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's more bitter than a lot of the IPAs we've had lately. Yes. But we've also had a lot of New England IPAs or like mm. other. So this is a just straight up IPA. No variants, no flavors, just just beer. <laughs> but it's clean and crisp. It yeah. is bitter. You're right about mm. that. Yeah. has a pretty mild aroma. Mm-hmm. I do get the IPA smell, yes. but it's really, it's pretty mild. It's pretty subtle. Yeah. If, I mean, you could tell that it's an IPA, but it's not overwhelming by any means. Mm-hmm. Like when you give it that smell. Um, but it does have the distinctive kind of aroma that IPAs generally have. And it's, a, it's. I mean, there's no 
There's no questioning that this is an, an IPA. Oh, yeah. Like, the, you, there's no doubt you drink it and you know exactly what you're drinking. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so tell me about Dogfish Head. Yeah. So I didn't know a ton about them. All I knew was kind of they were on the East Coast and uh-huh. I've heard a lot about them. Um, they have a, ri- a variety of different beers, but they've been around since 95, actually. Okay, wow. So Sam and Mariah, Sam, um, their husband and wife. Um, Sam started brewing in his New York City kitchen, uh, with three small kegs and tiny propane burners is how he started. <laughs> like the turkey uh, fryer setup? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So they, um, they started producing at about 10 gallons a day back in 95 when they opened. They got up to about 15,000 gallons a day in 2018. They actually wound up merging, um, so they're technically owned by Boston Beer Company now. So we've oh, talked yeah. about them already, but this was, you know, built up separately. Um, so they were bought in 2019, but Sam and Mariah, they weren't fully bought out. They actually more of a merger because they converted their dogfish head stock into Boston beer stock. So oh. they when they when they merged, they actually became the second largest non-institution, non-bank, whatever owner in the merged company of Boston Beer Company. So they still own a good percentage, a good amount of stock in that. So they I didn't think relinquish I this yeah. subject when it yeah. came up. So they didn't relinquish happened. anything. They didn't just sell the company. They still stayed as part of the business, okay. which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so they they now have three ale houses. So they still brew in Delaware. They have three ale houses, one in Maryland, two in Virginia. Um, so you can go and get some beers on tap and whatnot. The name Dogfish Head is actually named after a place. So it's named after Dogfish Head, Maine, where Sam spent his summers as a child. Oh. So this is an actual named after a place, which I had no idea who, that it was named after a place. Who wouldn't want to go further north in yeah, the summer? Right? <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know what the weather's like in Maine in the summer, but I, I mean, you know, yeah. I was in northern Michigan in August, oh, and yeah, it was yeah. it was cool. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, it's not gonna be hot. It's not Florida. No. So, but um, so yeah, so they're known for kind of some unique beers. They're known for, like I said, their IPAs, but they've also had a bunch of different notable odd beers created over the years. So they had a malt beverage that was liquor de malt, uh-huh. a bottle conditioned malt liquor that was sold in a brown paper bag. Awesome. <laughs> which is the part that I kind of love. Yeah, that's necessary. They had a raisin flavored beer named Raisin Dietro. Oh, I've had that too. <laughs> have you? Okay. Yes. I have not had that. Yeah, I didn't think it was not be good. I just appealing. liked the name. To me. Even better or worse they had a beer called verdi verdi good um v-e-r-d-i that was a green beer and it was green not because it was artificially colored it had blue green algae in it so i have no idea how that tasted mm. (laughs) but uh again some odd beers then they had one called pangea because it was it was a belgian style ale made with ingredients from every continent so it had Ginger from Australia, water from Antarctica, rice from Asia, and these were actually from those places, not just in like honor of. Sure. Uh, sugar from Africa, quinoa from South America, European yeast, and North American maize. Oh wow! So they actually touched all of the continents. Um, huh. 
Yeah. Uh, they were on the Discovery Channel in 2010. They were the focus of a series called Brewmasters, okay. uh, which I did not watch and I haven't looked up, but I feel like I'm going to. Yeah, I think I have um, to find that. So just giving kind of an inside look at brewery operations and things. So that's kind of cool. And one thing that is very unique about this brewery, which I think is pretty cool, is they have some beers that they call ancient ales. So what these are, and they make one of them they produce year-round, is beers produced in collaboration with a molecular archaeologist from the University of Pennsylvania. Okay. So they're beer recipes that are based on chemical analysis of the remnants of liquid found in drinking vessels from archaeological dig sites. So they have four different brews beers that they have brewed. One called uh, Midas Touch Golden Elixir is currently produced year-round, but it's from the tomb of King Midas, dating back to the 8th century B.C., Okay. And at the time of that was that it was discovered or found, it was actually the oldest fermented beverage recipe ever found. Wow. So it is not now. However, one of their other beers holds the record for the oldest fermented beverage recipe discovered. And it's a 9,000-year-old recipe, over 9,000 year olds, for an ale discovered in a village in China. So they have four different ones that they have produced. But like I said, the Midas is actually produced regularly and they base them off of archaeological things. Like, I just think it's really really cool. So, yeah, I really like that. So there's our fun facts about Uh, those were good, man. (laughs) I'm never you know, it's I I often feel like at this point, I'm not going to be surprised. Like you're going to tell the story and it's going to be kind of, you know, they made beer in their basement and then they found home brewers and then they did this and then they they, like knew somebody who had a restaurant and they started making beer for the restaurant or something like the stories relatively it's like a Hallmark movie with different locations and slightly different people. And yeah, that's generally yeah. what a lot of breweries wind up. But some of them lately have had some really unique kind of twists I agree. to them. Which, which is I, refreshing. Yeah, I kind of love it. Just so, like this IPA. Yeah, it is. I actually like it. It's pretty refreshing. So, so anyways, so that is Dogfish Head. If you are in Delaware, Maryland, or Virginia, you can go and get some of that on tap and... Uh, yeah, yeah, variety. But you can beers. find it. You, you can, can find, find it, it here. Anywhere. They distribute to like, I don't remember how many states. Thirty something states. So a lot of maybe the country. More. Yeah, that's great. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So next. Speaking of ancient times, let's uh, talk about something that every parent has had to deal with since For, children had yeah, existed in since the world. Cavemen times, probably. Yes. Discipline. We're going to talk about discipline. Yes. I cannot believe we've never talked about it. I think we brought it up to each other at some point. I'm sure. And I think we were like sort of throwing around the idea of having a guest on while we discussed mm. it. And I would like to eventually talk about discipline with guests in the sure, future. Sure. But I think today we'll just kind of talk about what our discipline mm-hmm. style is and what we think works and doesn't work and things I'm like still that. still trying to figure out what works and doesn't work, but yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what my husband discuss. said <laughs> when I brought it up to him. I was like, what do you think your discipline, you know, what kind of tactics do you feel like you use? And obviously I witnessed him parenting, so sure, I sure, know sure, some yeah. of the things he does. And I'm like, well, what would you say? And he kind of ran a few mm-hmm. things down and he was like, but I can't tell you that any of them work because... Yeah. 
Because I, I, I half the time know. these two don't listen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but I think everybody deals with that. I think that's fair. Yes. However, mm-hmm. that being said, I do have thoughts on discipline and my strategies with that. I'll start, as I usually do, by mm-hmm. saying that as a child, while I thought I was a delight <laughs> at all times, of course. there were times where I needed to be disciplined. I'm sure of it. And most of those times, I remember my mother was a bit of a yeller. Mm, and I unfortunately have become a bit of a yeller. Oh, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Um, and I was a bit of a crier as a child. So mm. I remember many times getting very emotional and having my mother have to say to me, please stop crying. <laughs> fair, fair. And it's a phrase that I bring up on occasion, and she's not thrilled to hear about it, obviously. As mm-hmm. I imagine, my children will do something like that with me someday where they will bring up a memory that they have of being a child where it I was negative yeah. yes where I handled things in a negative way in their opinion fair, fair. so there I was a it. bit of that um you know that was kind of my mom like I said I don't remember being disciplined a whole lot I don't remember my dad disciplining me you know I remember that whole attitude like wait till your father gets home sort of thing yeah you know I don't I don't ever remember there being an occasion where he handled a situation in a way that was like memorable or yeah. Yeah. Like I'm sure there were times where he had to stop me from misbehaving or, you know, reel me in or, or something like that or have a conversation with me. (laughs) But I don't remember. It's not like he pulled the belt out. You know, I didn't have anything like that. that either. Yeah. Um, with my kids when they were little and, Mm. you know, when they're really little, obviously there's very little you can do to like really alter their behavior too much. But like when they got to that point where they could understand when they understand right from wrong and whether they're supposed to do something or not. Yeah. Yeah. We did the count to three thing a lot where Mm. we would do, you know, kind of three strikes and you're out. Mm -hmm. Uh, we would give timeouts where you would have alone time in your room. We used to have a clock. Oh. And I think I've mentioned the clock on the podcast years ago, maybe years ago, when we, well, sure, used sure. it years ago, yeah. mentioned it at some point when we talked about like maybe baby things or something sure. like that. Mm-hmm. And what the clock was, um, the face of the clock would be different lighted colors. colors yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could hit a button on the clock and the face would turn red mm. for a period of time. Okay. And you set the time. So, so it could be 10 minutes. It could be yeah. 20. It could be 30. You could change it Interesting. whenever. Yeah. And that would be how long you were in timeout. Okay. That's a good system. It was system. really effective with my older child. Mm. He respected the clock. <laughs> my younger child did not. The clock was soon removed from his room because we just, there was no benefit for him. He just like had no regard for whatever color the face was. Doesn't it also had like a him. bedtime color. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't care about that. <laughs> he didn't care about the timeout. If I put him in timeout, and to this day, and he's mm-hmm. almost nine years old, he will come out of his room and he will be like, please, when can I leave? Please, when can I leave my room? And he just has always done that. I think he doesn't like to be alone. Oh, so yeah. the punishment for him is... Is actually not being around people. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he does understand that and does sure, understand sure, sure. that he's being punished. Yeah. But he didn't really... The clock really wasn't doing anything for him. Now I feel like, or as they've gotten older, Mm -hmm. I feel like 
we still do the count thing where I'll still be like, hey, mm-hmm. that's one. Watch yeah. yourself. Yeah. I don't count to three necessarily, but I, you know, will give warnings. Yeah. I also definitely do resort to yelling. Yeah, I unfortunately resort to yelling probably more than I should. <laughs> so yeah, we um, I I no, there are no memorable punishments as a child that I had. No, there wasn't anything that was extreme. I'm sure there were times that I got things taken away or yeah. like I got sent to my room or or whatever. But like nothing that jumps out at me as a you know formidable memory that I have right, of like that a really painful in or terms bad of punishment. Or things like that discipline um for my children yeah it was a struggle trying to figure out what works best my oldest being autistic and truly not understanding right from wrong as early as the twins were still at a stage where he will get a time he got a timeout today um after i yelled but um yeah so he no judgment here yeah <laughs> i try I and refrain from the yelling as much as possible but sometimes i just just um i texted my husband because he was with my one of the twins at lacrosse and i was like these children are getting on they're literally on my last nerve like i just can't anymore like i just yeah, can't. It, I, yeah. I read something at one point that said that you should speak to your children the way that mr rogers would speak to your children and i did actively attempt to do that for a period of time yeah. i will admit as painful as this is it works i'm sure i just i I only have so much in me, and the patience, it'll go away eventually, and then I got to turn into Batman. Yeah, I actually, yeah, I, I, I definitely try, and I've been better about remaining calm in the last few years, because again, my oldest feeds very much off of whatever energy you are putting out. Okay. So even if he does something wrong, if I yell at him, he will just get even more agitated right. and not like angry, just like anxious and it just will spiral. So it's not great, but I definitely yelled today. He, th- he likes to throw things in the air and watch them fall, which is fine when they're things that should be thrown. It's not fine when it's a Slurpee and it falls on the ground. Oh, so no. it wasn't a lot, but part of the whatever they do whether it's that whether they break something whether whatever we make them clean up and fix whatever it is that they yes broke or hurt or whatever yes so even my oldest who i truly believe does often understand when he's doing something he's not supposed to i think his problem is impulse control because the satisfaction of doing something overrides in his brain the oh i'm not supposed to do this part right he probably is an intellectual age of like four and he's 10 right so i have to remember that and not scream at him even though my reaction is to yell and Uh so i got paper towels and i got the like you know whatever wet mop thing and i'm like you're cleaning it up like this is what we're doing and then he was crying and i'm like there's no crying here you shouldn't have done it like yeah that's we wouldn't be crying guys but we wouldn't be crying you wouldn't be cleaning up if you didn't throw it like that's what you need to take from this is we don't make a mess well cause and effect right there's got to be consequences 
So we struggled for a long time to discipline him because we didn't understand whether he knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah, that's a big thing. Or or not. And I truly think that most of the time he does. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so that was fun. And then he got a timeout. Um, and then we, you know, we don't, for him, it's a struggle because his, his retention is very short too. So you have to discipline immediately. If right. something happens at school and he comes home, I can't discipline him because he will not make the connection of cause and effect. Right. It's literally that like happened four hours ago. Once it happens, if you do not react to it immediately, you can't react at all because he's going to have no clue what he did wrong or what he needs to fix. Right. So that's a struggle a little bit with him because he doesn't have the comprehension with the twins. They are well aware of whatever they're doing wrong. Like the, right. they know I'm like, you did this yesterday. And yeah, remember yesterday when you did this thing? again. Yeah. And I'm taking away all of your electronics, like put them on the counter. You're not getting them. Yes. So timeouts don't work or like going to your room doesn't work because they have all the crap in their room. Yes. So like go to your room and you're like, well, I've got a PS4 and a TV and all my toys and my books. Okay. Well, that's not really a punishment. So really it's just like a mini vacation. Yeah. (laughs) So like the twins are like, they spend most of their time in their room. So now I sit them in the hallway and I make them just sit there. That's good. Because there's nothing there. Like, like okay, great. You're going to sit in the hallway. That's where timeout is. Because I I can't let you sit in your room. So, yeah. So, that's what we're doing now. I will say my children are fantastic. Like, they do not get disciplined very often at all. Uh, It is a rare occurrence in our house that they need to be punished for anything, realistically. And some of the times I'm realizing that we treat, and I'm realizing this more and more now, um... I treat, we treat them like they're a little bit older than they are. Like my daughter got some random stupid, which she sent to your kids, like chain letter thing on Facebook messenger from one of her other friends. And then she sent it to people because she had no idea. She didn't know better. Like it was this thing about like love or God, or I don't know what it was. Yeah. yeah, And so she forwarded it to her her friends and she, and I'm like, you don't do that. And she's like, well, well, why? Well, I don't understand. And like, that's a dumb explanation, like example, but there's been things that are similar and like, this is the first time they're seeing, hearing, or encountering these things. Right. And in my head, I'm like, well, you should know better. And then I stop and I think, like, but should she? I got to never ask actually done this. So this is what you need to do next time. Right. And if you don't next time, then you are going to be in trouble for it. Right. So we've had a lot of that this year, I feel like, than we have in previous years. Maybe yeah. it's the age or the interaction. Maybe, or, yeah. The friends are getting older. They're getting a little bit more independence. Everyone has a freaking phone now at right. third grade. I don't know why. but <laughs> So I feel like they're getting more opportunities to do things, learn things, encounter things without us. And they're learning much more this year, like what is appropriate and what is not appropriate. Yeah. So it's an interesting time in their age. Um, but definitely we also tell them like, if you do something that you're not supposed to, uh-huh. like there will be consequences. We're not just going to let this slide. We're not going to let it, you know, we're, we're going to, you're going to have some sort of consequence. I was talking to my friend the other day and we were thinking about getting the twins phones. If they keep up straight A's and they do, sure. you know, for their birthdays. And she was like, well, cause her daughter has a phone. She's just turned 10. And she was like, it's a great motivation for them to keep up 
doing things they're supposed to do and it's yeah. a great punishment when they don't because they want to have access to that even if it's limited or you take it away at certain times but it's it's as they get older finding motivation of things to take from them is harder yeah so it's not like they play with a bunch of toys anymore like they used to and this is a thought that has crossed my mind Mm -hmm. because i do have a lot of friends yourself included that will commonly take devices away yeah for example or or tv time or whatever the thing may be that they like care the most about yeah and I go back and forth on that, mm. honestly. Yeah. There are, obviously, I respect the fact and agree that my kids value their devices. Mm-hmm. It, they do want to play Roblox. They want mm-hmm. to interact with their friends. They want to watch videos. They want to do whatever. They want to play video games, whatever they want to do. Yeah. And so if I deny them that, mm-hmm. it is a punishment. Sure. And it, uh, it's a pretty straight line, cause yeah. and effect there. You know, oh, mm-hmm. you didn't do this thing. I asked you to do it. I asked three times. Yeah. You never did it. You didn't take care of it. Now you lose your phone for a day. Yeah. And, uh, and the, there are times where I do that. There are times where I don't do that mm-hmm. for the punishment. Um, and I really go back and forth. I'm not at the point where I can tell you if I feel like one way is right and one way is wrong. Yeah. I just, you're taking something away they value is a good way to demonstrate cause and effect sure. and consequences of your actions. Because mm-hmm. if you do poorly at your job, mm-hmm. you will lose your job. They yeah. will take it you away from you. will lose something, yeah. yeah. And if you speed on the highway too much, you yeah. will get your license taken mm-hmm. away from you and yeah. you can't drive anymore. And like, so these are the the mild versions of adult sure. at that age consequences yeah. mm-hmm. that you would deal with if you were to refuse to change a bad behavior. Yeah. So like I said, I go back and forth with it because there's also this part of me that if it's like Saturday morning and I take my son's phone away yeah, that's from punishing him, you too. I like. will die. Like. Oh no. <laughs> I totally, totally get that. We go back and forth because for a while I was like, in my head, I'm like, all right, what would be a punishment to me? And my husband's like, manual labor. And I was like, yeah, no, totally fair. But then I was like, I don't want to put that negative connotation on the kids helping us do things around the house. Right, like because chores it are a, be punishment? a punishment. Right. Because I want them to be like, if I do this, I get a reward. Like yes. the opposite. Yes. Not a, I have to do this because I'm in trouble. So it's a weird line of like, and I don't want like, you know, I don't want pulling weeds to be a punishment because it freaking is. Of course but it like, is. But because then they won't want to help me do it. They'll never do it. Ever. Because it's yeah. like, well, I didn't do anything wrong. I don't have to do this. And right. so I don't want to put that connection. So it's like a weird dynamic of what I want to be a punishment versus, you know what I mean? Well, like, and you bring up, you said something that's really interesting about reward. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something that I've been shifting my focus over to a little bit more often mm-hmm. because... The bad behaviors when my kids have started to get older are like consistently kind of the same things. Mm-hmm. You know, they're ignoring me. Sure. I'm like, go upstairs and take a shower because it's 7.30 and you're in bed. Or I said clean your room four times and I walk in and it's still a mess. The laundry isn't put away. You didn't oh, clear yeah. your plate from dinner. Yeah. Like, I asked you to do your homework before dinner. Now dinner's over. You never yep, did it. Now you're it. complaining because you have to spend the last hour of your day doing, doing homework. homework. Well, if you would like, have done it after school, then... Yeah. yeah, and I can yell and I can punish for those things. Right, but it's not... But I feel like where I'm... My gaze is shifting toward rewarding 
behaving properly. And that's sort of what I've started to try to do in some instances. I mean, not all the time. You know, somebody screams in my face. Yeah, well, if they do... If they do something extreme that, like, isn't just, oh, I'm being lazy or I'm procrastinating. Because don't get me wrong, those are not good things, but also they're understandable We all do that occasionally. But if it's, like, you did something that you knew was bad, like, that's, those are the things that I'm, like, you legit need a punishment for this. Yeah, we got to The, like, day-to-day, hey, I've asked you four times to pick up the clothes that I just folded and put them in your drawer. Like, I don't always do anything honestly for some of those yeah sometimes you act on that sometimes you don't sometimes it's a it's a yelling opportunity a little bit like yeah or it's like you're gonna put this away right now right or it's a threatening like if you don't do it now then i will do something but often that final straw they finally do it so break and do it yeah Yeah. so we more are in the discipline for like you did something that was more drastic or like you broke something or you were completely irresponsible with someone else's whatever, or you were just a jerk like to somebody. Yeah. Those are the times that were more like they warrant some sort of consequence. A punishment. Yes. 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 Yeah. Uh, Like I said, I I do try to reward good behavior. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, my older son, it's extremely important that he maintain a routine mm, with the way mm-hmm. that school is, with his homework yeah. load, with his personal hygiene, and things like that. that I swear to God, to if I didn't tell my children to shower, they would go like two weeks without showering. I, I don't agree. understand it, but I that agree. is where we're at right now. I'm yes. like, when was the last time you showered? I don't know. Go don't you shower. think you should? Yeah, I, I don't. I just... I, I, did you I don't bite your parents on taking a bath I don't or a shower? I think so. I don't I recall this. Like, I don't know why this is a thing. I don't why know. is it a thing? I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. I don't understand it all. Not, we're never going to solve that problem. I will say, though, that <laughs> even like even as an adult, though, so, you know, be, supervising people, people react better to being rewarded for good behavior than they oh, do yes. to be, you know, not even punished, but criticized for errors or negative yes. behavior. And yeah. that's an overarching thing. But typically, it is human nature to punish for the negative, not to reward for the positive. Right. Like, overall, as a kid, as an adult, in work environment, everywhere, it's, oh, you did this wrong. Yeah. Not, oh, good job. Yeah. So that's a good point that, like, that is a good shift to, yeah. to move well, towards. Yeah, and it's, that is something that I notice with myself at work. In a leadership role, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, I can yell at somebody for coming in late today, or I could thank them for sticking around for yeah. some extra time because we had something we needed to get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I can do both. You could do both. Sure. Uh, but instead of yelling at them for coming in late, I say, hey, man, thanks for sticking around. I needed to finish that project. You really helped me out. Yeah. You did a great job. You're going to get a better reaction, too, for yeah. that than you are them grumbling about, I was only five minutes late, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, whatever. yeah. So I agree. And I think that does translate to kids, too. We just don't think about it in the same yeah. way. Yeah. Well, and as much fun as it is for me to look at my watch when someone walks in late and go, <laughs> oh, you still work here? <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I only do that with someone who could take the joke. That's fair. That's rather fair, than yeah. someone who would actually have hurt feelings about yeah, it. Yeah, no, that's um, true. <laughs> but yes, I do try to focus on, on rewarding good behavior. We do use logic a lot with our kids to try to explain 
you know, let's talk about the consequences. I also will occasionally try to jump ahead of what Mm -hmm. I think could turn into bad behavior. Sure. Mm -hmm. My kids are those kids that don't want to leave a place. Mm. And so when we go somewhere, I will say to them, okay, listen, we're going to hang out at this place until, and it's not always a time that I give, I'll say until we need to leave to meet up for dinner or whatever's the next things thing are winding down or yeah. they the people we're visiting have to be somewhere we're yep. going to leave and i'll say i'm gonna give you a warning mm-hmm. when we have to leave in 15 minutes yep and then i will remind you again in five minutes mm-hmm. and then we will leave yep. and if i fight with you and i have to drag you out of there we will not do this again yeah yeah and i will so i will like pre-discipline a mm-hmm. situation and most of the time, and that's something I had to learn because I didn't do that yeah. forever. Most yeah. of the time, it goes better. Much better, yeah. When I do that. Yeah, I definitely have done that more in the last few years of giving that, okay, we're going to do this next. And I think that that really helps my oldest, too, to understand like something new or different is coming right. versus a... And I think that helps for everybody. Like, you you know, you, you, you think, okay, I'm doing this thing. And then even in your head, you're like, okay, what's next? Like, I'm going to have to do this after this. And right. so even as children, like, they have that, you know, and they want to know when they kind of have to wrap up playing and having fun. And it's not nearly as fun if you just say, you know, okay, we're, we're going to leave Let's right, go right now. now. And then they're like, it's kind of a shock to the system. Like, oh, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting this. Well, sure. So. And I mean, even as an adult, you were mentally preparing to leave for some period of time. Right. Always. Yeah. yeah. Wherever I'm at, especially work, but always like even other things. So yes. I think it's a good, I think giving warning is a good way of handling a lot of different things. Well, I so. think it's a courtesy. Like yeah, you were saying, like if you and I were going to hang out for an evening mm-hmm. But you needed to be home at 9.30 for Oh, yeah, I would reason. tell you. You would be like, yeah, dinner at 6 is great. Because, I should have plenty of time, yeah. but I got to be home by about 9.30. Yeah. And you would tell me that before 9.30. Yes. <laughs> so that when you were like, I got to go. Yeah, you'd be like, I wasn't oh. like, oh, I'm, I'm still eating my meal. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely. Yeah, I think it's a courtesy. And I think that I find, and maybe this sounds like a kind of duh thing to say. I find that if I'm respectful with my kids about discipline and mm-hmm. being the parent and them being the child, that things in general go more smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I've learned. If I had to say I've learned anything mm-hmm. in the time that I've been a parent, because I don't know, but I think that's what Constantly I've Constantly trying to figure out what makes the most sense. Sometimes we both, me and my husband look at each other and we're like, does anybody in this house listen like at all? Like, Oh no. <laughs> I actually occasionally will say is is there something about the frequency of my voice? <laughs> is it like, can you just not hear it? Am I too high pitched? Yeah. Like, what is it? Do my brother dogs, would make a joke the animals right now. Hear me? But yeah. Like, is there something going on where you can only hear like lower frequencies and you can't hear me? Because I feel like I've been talking for 10 minutes. Am I not speaking English to you? Like, I will go into a little rant yeah. about how yeah. no one can hear me. That's got to be it. It's not that they're not listening. No, no, no. It can't be that. It I'm be literally that. not. 
you're you not able to be heard. Biz- yeah, can't actually hear. Yeah. Yeah, but there's definitely times in our household that we'll just look at each other and be like, no, literally nobody listens. Nobody's to listening. Nobody. Nope. And a lot of times it's not necessarily about critical things. It's about like, again, can you put away your... Why is it always laundry? Because, because nobody, nobody likes, likes to put, put laundry, laundry away. I don't Lauren. like exactly. There's a reason why you don't just do it for them. Yeah, no, I don't. Because you absolutely nobody hate like, it. It's like the worst thing. I never like putting away laundry. But anyways, it's always that. It's like here's your pile of clothes. Go put them away. And then they're like, fifteen minutes later, what are you doing? <laughs> like, so I see you finished your video. Yeah. So, are you gonna do that laundry yeah, thing? Yeah. So that's <laughs> a lot of what happens in our household. Which, if that's the worst that happens, I will accept that for the rest of my life. But yes, there but are. I w- yeah. <laughs> I will say. Sorry to interrupt yeah, you. Yeah. I will say that just like giving them warnings in advance when you're gonna leave somewhere or mm-hmm. whatever, I will give them a little grace sure. for my request. So if I say to my son, "I need you to put your laundry away." Or I need you to do your clarinet homework. Yeah. He'll sometimes respond and say, oh, I'm watching a video. It's got 10 minutes left. Yep. As soon as it's over, I'll get up and I'll take care of that. Mm-hmm. And as long as that plays out that way. Oh, yeah. I, it, it's all good, man. 10 I minutes. Agree. Yeah. We're we not running not, a race here. There it's are fine. a lot of times when I need them to do something, but it's almost never I needed to do right now. Right. And I think that we learned that a lot, even with my oldest, because he is very much a... With, you know, his diagnosis and whatnot, he needs needs to finish what he's doing. Or he will You kinda have need to get on anxiety. him about right now. Like well he if he's like watching a video and he doesn't get to the point in his mm. head that he needs to watch. Oh, I get it. He okay. will get anxiety about not being able to finish, whether it's an activity, whether it's coloring a picture. Sure. Any of that stuff. If I interrupt him and make him get up it will be worse for everyone. Right. So we've learned over the years that like we need to let you finish whatever you're currently doing and not start like if you're watching a video, cool, finish it. You can't start another one. Yeah, don't start another video. But when you're done with this, then fine. And we allow that for pretty much everybody because there's almost never a time that it's like, I need you to do this right this second. Yeah. And if there is, then I will communicate, no, I really need you to do this right this second. And then you can go back to what you were doing. And the only time you get to the point where you have to say, do it right now is when you've asked three times already. And now you're like, dude, put your shoes on. We have to leave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's also true when we're going somewhere. But yeah, yeah, I think that giving everybody a little bit of grace because most of this is not critical. Like if you don't do it right this second, nothing bad is going to happen yeah now if i've asked you four times and then you don't do it that's a whole different story but i think it's totally fair to say yes let's get be a little bit flexible finish what you're doing and then we'll please do what i asked you to do they're children they're learning i'm sure i'm gonna need to figure out some uh more drastic disciplines as they get older and do things that are worse probably in some Ugh. capacity so for now we're doing good and uh yeah a, keep adjusting being yes. willing to adjust okay what are we drinking we are drinking a summer sour made with boatloads of peaches that is what the can says it it's is called a Pacino lot of peach peche. it's it smells like peach it tastes like peach taste it it's peach it's a sour, tart, peach wow. beer. I like it, though. No, I actually do, but it is it is loads of peach. They're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. You could beer most of this. 
This is perfect for a beer mosa, actually. Yeah, yeah you, this would go, combine very well. The little little bit mosa. of tart with the lots of peach and yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm going to bring this yeah, you could with us. Yeah, you beer mosa this. I will bring the cans that you have given to me mm-hmm. and we will beer mosa perfect. it. Perfect, I love it. No, <laughs> this, is a, this is actually really, it's a very fruit forward, lots of peach, but not a difficult drink. It's not too sour. Like right. it's got a little bit of sour, but it's not overwhelmingly tart. Like no. I don't get that feeling like when you taste something, you're like, ooh. Um, it's just a very this is totally drinkable. Like yeah. I can I can totally drink this. <laughs> yeah, these were uh great samples from Dogfish yeah. Head. So that I was like uh thank you for sharing them with me. Yeah, no problem. And uh, you know, we will catch everybody on the next one. All right, till All right. next time. Bye. Thanks everyone for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.